and welcome to the Veer Vulnerability Sphere podcast. I'm Adam Glinsky. And I'm Albert Imperato. Where we help men communicate and build empathy. Season two of the Veer Vulnerability Sphere podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Standard and Strange, where the clothes and the people are anything but ordinary, and the motto is own fewer, better things. All right, Albert, it is officially the weekend. We are hanging out here. We had a great talk uh, yesterday, um, so that aired a week ago. Um, and yeah, we're just uh, hanging out. It's the evening time, uh, so I'm having a drink here. I know you guys were, were talking about some some later on stuff, but uh, how you doing, man? It's been, uh, it's been a nice day. I was working, so. <laughs> we're focusing on compassion and empathy and all that stuff, and so I was feeling empathetic and compassionate because you had to work today. So sorry about that. <laughs> it was really cold and damp and nasty in New York, in the Hudson Valley today. So um, I made it to the market. And the furthest I got after that was being out in the garage, breaking up boxes. I don't know about you, but in the age of COVID, the Amazon deliveries and the boxes, like our garage is completely overtaken by boxes. I feel incredibly guilty. Uh, but anyway, that was my task for the day, and that's it. I've not, I've accomplished nothing else. Sometimes that's that's uh, a really good thing, and yeah, I, I feel you on those boxes. We have a, a cardboard, we have like a regular dumpster, and then we have a cardboard dumpster, and it, it the the cardboard one fills so much faster now because everyone's ordering everything to their house. I know it's it's a uh, it's a lifestyle thing. It's like we don't want to do it, but right now uh, yeah, we got some. Have to. <laughs> yeah, we got some. We got some limited options. So we're, it's hard to believe that we're, um, first of all, it's nine months in uh, since uh, COVID like really slammed us. So uh, mm -hmm. we're, we're like marking our calendar. We're calling it the world's longest weekend. We came up to our house two hours north of New York City uh, for the weekend, like normal, expecting a three-day weekend. And uh, nine months later, <laughs> we're like walking around like, we're still here. Um, so yes, it's the end of the year. So we're, uh, we're going to introduce... Um, our, our guest, Rashad Little, uh, you'll remember him. He was on uh, season one, episode 29, which was back in June. Um, I don't know what we thought uh, back then. We were reacting to current events, momentous current events back then, but I'm not sure if any of us could have imagined that December, we're on this side of things, we're, we're seeing some, some ways that nothing's changed, some ways that things are changing dramatically, and maybe even some hope on the horizon. So it's, it's going to be in a an eventful and interesting conversation with Rashad. Uh, but we're also thinking it's the beginning of a little bit of a series of year in review, like taking a look at this year that was, was kind of, uh, you know, monumentally crazy, but also a surprisingly interesting time of growth for a lot of people. So that's really what we're looking at. Rashad is, was great. People loved his first episode. So we don't really need the, the official introduction that you normally uh, do Adam, but why don't you say hi? Just hi to <laughs> Yeah, writing me out here, Albert. All right, uh, but yeah, um, it's a pleasure seeing you again, Rashad, and uh, I'm really excited to to have another conversation follow up. Um, it's been a trip seeing your journey for like the last six months. Um, you know, it's it's fun. I get to meet people and then kind of like dive into their lives and see see what's up. So I'm glad to to have you back on and, and talk today. Welcome to the show. You guys, thanks for having me, and I'm glad to be able to make it back. You know, I could have, I could have completely went backwards, and you know, got out of this Instagram thing, and you know, things could have completely changed, and I could not be back here. So it's good to continue to make progress and come back here and talk about, you know, again, like a year in review is exciting, actually. 
Well, I just want to just mention your your Instagram handle is Mr. R. Little. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to the previous episode, you will find out why it's Mr. R. Little. There's, <laughs> there's some obvious parts to it and then some surprisingly it's not obvious. <laughs> yeah, it's actually cute. Like, I'm just thinking of the, the young Rashad. Maybe you could send us some pictures because we want to see the young styling Rashad. Oh, for sure. For um, sure. So, we, so we've, it's been an eventful, amazing, eventful year. Um, I remember in the last show you talked about, uh, we talked about just how much incredible growth you had had uh, and just tremendous success with your, with your feed. And I remember you talking about like, you were looking like, oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to hitting a hundred thousand followers. And I just looked this morning and you're at 98,000. So holy smokes, this thing, yeah. some of the, some of the posts are like 8,000 likes. I'm like, yeah. Dude, you're like celebrity status now. Like, <laughs> how, the, how the hell did you do it? You know, um, I got to attribute it, number one, to consistency, right? And I talked about last time, of course, intent. It was always my intention. That was always a goal of mine. And I'm a very self-motivated, goal-oriented person. Um, and I just I just found a way to continue to keep doing it. I found a way to, for my quality to get better, my outfits to get better, um, this fashion thing is expensive too, man. I mean, of course I work with a lot of brands, but you find yourself, I don't like to like repeat outfits and stuff. So you find yourself always looking for sales and trying to bring something new, but, um, yeah, it was, it's, it's consistency. Obviously, you know, the explore page with the introduction of reels that has helped a lot. Um, you know, playing around with Instagram ads here or there to kind of get your content in front of more people. And again, just being consistent and delivering value. Um, and value that people want to see. It's one thing to, to like post every day, but like you got to listen to your audience. You got to check your metrics. You got to see what the people want. Um, and that's what help you. That's what helps you hit the explore page and, you know, continue to grow. And also TikTok as well. I've, I've, um, I'm on TikTok and my account's growing on there. And a lot of those followers are coming over to Instagram. So just sticking with it, guys. Oh yeah. I mean, that's kind of, kind of what I saw from it is, you know, your consistency and your continued growth. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that, you know, I, I was kind of just thinking, I'm like, how, how can we kind of like talk about like, you know, what, what like consistency looked like and mm-hmm. you know, what, what this actually looks like day to day. So yeah. um, my question to you is like, what kind of habits did you develop um, when it comes to like starting that out, like, and just kind of like continuing on that feed, like, did you say like every morning, like I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, or, um, how did that kind of just like evolve for you? So first of all, me and time management do not get along. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised I was on time to this podcast. Uh, I guess it stems from childhood. I don't know. We just, I've always been late everywhere. I'm just, I'm horrible. I'm a night person. I'm a nocturnal person. So I, my sleep schedule is much, much more comfortable at 3 a.m. to about 11 p.m. I'm, I'm not morning. Prayer. I don't know how I did the military either because we were up at 6 or 7 a.m. every day. So um, I don't really have a routine, but what I do have is focus and drive. So I know, like, for example, this weekend, um, I have about three shoots. Like, I have to shoot. And um, I do plan. Like, I plan out my captions. You know, I, I try my best to plan out my posts. And um, um, I would say those are the, are the habits is, is understanding that content is king. I always say you need the three C's if you want to grow on Instagram or pretty much any uh, social media platform. And that's content, that's content, that's consistency, and then it's collaborations. So, um, of course, you got to get the, the high quality content. You got to post it consistently. And then um, just recently, like a, a, a friend of mine, Trey Bryant from Atlanta, he came up and we did a ton of content together. And things like that people really like and enjoy. Um, 
So really the, those three things, content, consistency, <clears throat> excuse me, and collaborations, and then just having a, the, the drive and the will. Like I'm going to get to 100K by any means necessary and however many times I have to shoot or whatever I have to do, I'm going to do it. So that's been my mentality. Yeah, man, that's great to hear. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's obviously worked. I mean, what, it was like triple since we last spoke? I mean, that's huge. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think I was at four, it was either 42 or 48K. Yeah. Back in, I think it was back in June when we, mm-hmm. when we spoke. And um, yeah, we've, and the, the good thing too is when you do start to grow and kind of get, you know, somewhat of a middle to a higher number, it gets easier to grow. It just mm-hmm. does. Like the, the algorithm just works with you. It, it drives more traffic to your page. The same as YouTube, right? And, YouTube, and a small percentage is on a bigger number is a bigger number. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. So uh, it just gets easier the more you go. But the hard part is getting to the point where you do have that, I guess, compound interest type of growth. So, yeah. Dude, you are speaking my language. We're going to have to hire you to like teach us how to grow the audience for our podcast. Because <laughs> my, my growth model is just that somebody is going to discover us and be like, we got to get this out there even better, mm-hmm. bigger. We're going to just help you. That's not going to happen. But anyway, um, I... Love what you're saying. Obviously, we have to remind people that followers in and of themselves doesn't really mean very much. Um, we have the value of what you're doing is beyond that. And you talked about obviously consistency and intent. You obviously love connecting with other human beings, which is in and of itself is a, is a great goal. Connection, there's no doubt that is the great challenge that we have in our society right now is, is the lack of connection and your, your, uh, feed, um, is obviously a way you mentioned on your previous visit that you're, you're communicating with like hundreds of people, like keeping yeah. DMs going with hundred, with a hundred or two uh, people. That's a lot of connection, but tell me beyond that on a, almost if we're going to go to a spiritual, a spiritual place for a second, what does that mean? What this connection, what are you discovering as this process has continued? What are you learning about this, this power of connection? That social media is, is absolutely amazing. And it's probably the best thing that we have uh, as human beings, you know, of course, outside, you know, uh, love and compassion, just the, the, the human, the, I guess the humanity things about, you know, human beings, but social media allows you like, there's a guy in China, um, who I talk with a lot. And when I go out to China, you better believe I want to meet this guy. I want to hang out with this guy and learn about him. I want him to show me around. I mean, you know, 20 years ago, you would have had to have a pen pal or of course, you know, call someone on the cell phone, but with social media, just with a post, just with an upload, an, an upload of interest, right? He's in a fashion, I'm in a fashion. Uh, and we connect on that level. That's enough for us to st- establish a friendship. You know, just the fact that we can see eye to eye on that one thing. It's the same with, you know, people in the cooking, um, the cooking sphere, or, or uh, um, if you're a builder, you know, you're an engineer, or not engineer, but uh, what are they called? Architect. You're an architect. Just you posting the same pictures as someone else you connect. So um, social media is just amazing. I always say the first word in social media is social. You have to want to be social to uh, be successful on social media, or at least make genuine friends, genuine connection. So um, it's amazing. It really is. Your friend in China, could you uh, tell us his handle so we could? I think uh, I want to say it's style abroad, style underscore abroad. Okay, we got to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That is fantastic. I, I could not agree with you more. I'm definitely a social person and I, I can really relate to what you're saying. Um, and I'm, I'm just loving because I've seen from the beginning, just the, the level of energy and joy. I'm, I'm amazed. Like I see some people getting very stressed out by their Instagram feed. And I'm like, if it doesn't bring you pleasure and if you really don't like interacting with people, I don't understand why you're doing it. It just makes no sense to me. And it's, you know, it's another thing with that, too, uh, with connecting with people, just the fact that you're active on social media um, like you are, um, Albert and Adam, both you guys, just the fact that you don't even have to have 20,000, 10,000, just the fact that you upload three to four or five times a week is enough for someone to say, you know, this guy's cool, man. Like he he is social. He connects with people like he he has a, a niche. He actually this you know, this guy posts denim outfits or whatever the case that's enough for me to be like, I want to be, I want to be cool with this guy. So social media, I always say it's, it's, it's the great medium it's, it's, or, or it's the great equalizer in our society, you know? Well, I love it because we've had so much, sorry, Adam, I could see I'm just jumping in on top of you. <laughs> no, because we've seen just a tremendously negative uh, cycle during the election of social media mm -hmm. uh, spreading mm -hmm. misinformation and disinformation and just so much reinforcement of some really nasty trends and 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 high highlighting differences and 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 raising temperatures and anger levels and i'm totally with you i think we have to remind people it's not in the technology it's in our attitude it's in our it's in our, our approach how we use that technology and you're absolutely evidence of the the really incredibly positive use of of social media so thank thank you i mean just personally i think what you're doing is great adam sorry about that yeah, yeah, no sweat. I was just saying, um, you know, I, I think it's cool with like, you know, whenever we have these common interests, like, you know, I get DMs on sizing advice for like Ironheart all the time. And it's, <laughs> it's always a DM I love answering. It's like, yeah, I'm yeah. hyped because you're going to get something that I know you're going to like. And it's like, I, I don't get anything out of it other than just the fact that I know you're going to get a sweet pair of jeans, like, and I'm stoked on it. And I know like Albert, you help guys out with like boots and different things like that. So when you have that kind of common connection, it, it gets you excited. You're like pumped. I'm just like, yes, like this is, this is the point. Like we're both uh, excited and passionate about a common topic and yeah. So what you're in Europe or, you know, Australia or whatever um, we can still connect on, on this and it would have never happened unless we were hanging out on Instagram. Yeah. We had this medium, I, you know, the, probably the most amazing thing that has come from social media for me, you know, using Instagram. And I, I don't know if I mentioned this last time, but I took two, two and a half years off of Instagram and everything before I started this page. Um, but since starting it, the most amazing thing that has happened to me was going to Influential. Um, was it this November? I want to say it was, I'm sorry, this February, I, I think it was February of this year. I went to Influential, uh, who was hosted by Alpha M from YouTube and Real Men, Real Men, Real Style. And oh my gosh, just, all the guys there dressed up, everyone coming there for a common, you know, denominator. Um, all the influencers who you wanted to meet in the fashion uh, realm just about were there. And that was amazing to me. I'm, uh, I got to meet everyone who we comment on. I've been in engagement groups with them. We all met down there and just had a blast. And that's what it's all about. That's what it's all having friends all around the world. And, um, you know, if I go to Minnesota, I have friends. If I go to New York, I have friends. And uh, it's not weird anymore. It's not, that's not, that shouldn't be a weird thing to say, oh, you know, we met from social media or, or Instagram or Facebook. It's, it's, it's the way of our life now. It's the 2020s. 
that's that's how we do that's how a lot of marriages and relationships start now. <laughs> yeah. it, it shouldn't be weird it's you have you have to adapt and change is inevitable and that's that's where we are right now so yeah just quick story on that <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a great story. I was just thinking like, yeah, how many Tinder relationships happened? Oh my uh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It, too many, but it, is, it works. If it works, it yeah. works. <laughs> All I know is given what my dating life was like, if I had had an app to meet people, I would not be here today. I just would have exhausted <laughs> myself. I would have just been like the ultimate burnout. I would have oh, never gone to sleep. Man. I would have been like, it's four in the morning. Let's meet for breakfast. Let's You're go. Right. I, I'm, we I'm only get so I many mean, swipes a day. That's why they did it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, you only get, see, I, oh, I love that. Sorry. You would no, have to, you I mean, if that's how it was, that was like five years ago. <laughs> I've, been, I've, been, I've been paired up now for 25 years. So I literally was, uh, uh, you know, with someone before the internet. I know you guys can't relate to that concept, but before the internet, I actually was in a relationship. <laughs> um, anyway, just in case he's listening, sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so so Adam, um, I have my little, uh, the little end of year quiz that yeah. we're going to be running by some of our guests. If you don't, if, do you have anything else you want to jump in with or do you want to go into the quiz now? Yeah, let's do the quiz. I'm excited about it. Okay, because I haven't even run, run these by you, Adam. Do you want to do the quiz with us or do you want me to do that with you separately? I don't know. Should we just do oh, we'll it? Hit, we'll, hit, we'll hit Rashad and we got time. Okay. We'll hit you. Just dive in. Yeah, okay. there's time. <laughs> so, so you may have already answered uh, question one uh, when you mentioned menfluential. The question is, something. what's something amazing that happened in 2020? And we want to emphasize with this question that 2020 was the hardest year pretty much in our civil, civilization. It was a terrible, terrible year. There was a lot of a lot of tragedy, a lot of loss of life, a lot of loss of livelihood. Uh, but there's also some amazing things that have happened. You know, to quote Bruce Feiler, one of our previous guests this season, there was this collective life quake. We all had the same life quake. And that, that I don't think in our lifetime, you know, sure, we had big things happen in one city or in one area of a country, but the whole world, this is the first time we've ever had that. So we want to emphasize Lots of great things happened this year. Um, what's one thing that happened? You went to Menfluential. Is there one other thing that happened this year that you just can't believe? It's just so great that it happened. Yeah. Uh, getting signed. I would say getting signed yeah. to Wilhelmina Models. Um, that was unexpected. Um, it, was a, it was a blessing, right? Because it's definitely helped out a lot. And um, it, it, the reason it made me feel so good is because, you know, I have been, been kind of just busting my ass to just do the best I can to achieve my goals, uh, what I have with social media and Instagram. And that was a sign of recognition for me that someone out there saw it. the same with you, Albert, uh, way back when, when you DM'd me like, man, you should be working with Hugo Boss or Armani and reaching out to those brands on my behalf. Uh, you you had that foresight way back when. So, you know, for someone who was in a position to really, really, really help me become successful um, in my own right, uh, someone like Wilhelmina, it, it was it was amazing. So I would say that would be the, that would be the second thing this year. Well, I'm I'm a music promoter, so I have a built-in agent in me. Right. Built it. <laughs> I try to turn it off, but like the minute someone tells me their story, I'm like, did you think of doing this? Did you th-? And I'm like planning their life. Mm-hmm. And you know, some people are just like, shut the fuck up already. Like right. how many times are you going to make that speech? So thank you for not minding. But I do remember having yeah. those talks with you. 
I still I still have those DMs. <laughs> what I also love about you, Rashad, is that a lot of, of people, when they get kind of bigger numbers and more successful, they kind of get a little full of themselves and you, you're you still talking to me, so I appreciate that. Um, anyway, Every day almost, for the most dude, part. You're the coolest. <laughs> okay, question number two. Um, is there a book, a film, or a TV show, one of those, a couple of those, something that this year that really rocked you, something that you uh, you want to recommend to people, book, film, or TV show. Hmm. Book, film, or TV show. Give me about ten seconds. I should have probably see. told you in advance that we would have. Oh no, no, it's, it's okay. It's okay. I'm just trying to see if anything really stuck with me this year. Um, that one we'd have to come back to because I can't think of anything right right now. Question three, then, we'll add, and that might give you some space, is adding an album, uh, re a recording, some music, uh, any, any musical discoveries this year that you want to bring to our attention? Yes. Um, I would say uh, it's an artist by the name of Brent Fayas. He's from, uh, I want to say Brent's from D.C., uh, either D.C. or California, I can't remember. But, um, yeah, his, I, I listen to a lot of just R&B, chill kind of music. That's more my vibe. Um, so his album stuck out. Also this year, I discovered Tame Impala, which, man, their music is, I'm like, how did I know about this seven, eight years ago? Like, why did no, I get mad at my followers sometimes. I'm like, why didn't you guys tell me I need to be listening to this? And uh, I would say um, another artist I discovered um, was K uh, Renata. He's more like, um, like, he's like a pop, electronic house kind of DJ. And just just good music. Just once you, once you hear it, you can't help but just feel good. So I would say those are three. Well, that's one of the reasons that we're asking is just like, it's so invaluable when people tell you what the cool things are. It's really not that easy. There's a lot to choose from. And I'm, you know, definitely excited that we're going to be asking people and getting, getting good tips. Yeah, we can come back to the film. Uh, let's let Adam jump in on one of those. Was there a film, book, or a TV show, Adam, that rocked your world? So the uh, the TV show that I recommend, it's a Netflix series. It's called A Thousand Good Nights. Mm. And what it is, is um, it's a film in Taiwan. And uh, these two sisters lose their father. And he always talked about going on this great kind of retirement adventure. Um, but he always stayed working. He was like a community member. Uh, he was like loved by, you know, all the people at the town. Um, so the daughters decide to go on the father's kind of, uh, you know, uh, retirement adventure and, you know, everything else kind of happens in, in the meantime, but that's kind of like the, the, the story arc there. Um, it's, it's, it's slow paced. It's like the exact opposite of what I would watch. Um, uh, but it's, it's like so gripping. Um, it was really emotional. I cried a couple times, honestly. Mm. Um, but in the cinematography is phenomenal. Um, so if you want like a good kind of drama, uh, that's what I would recommend. Um, I had not heard that one at all before. So that's, that's a good pick. Yeah. I believe it came out last year, 2019. Um, mm. yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's pretty recent. Um, but yeah, definitely. What, recommend. what was it? What was it called again? A thousand good nights. A thousand good nights. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I did. I did. I have mine now. Okay, you got yours. That's yes. why I was doing a little backpedaling. I figured that's yeah, why. Yeah, I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, it's, on, it's, being put on the spot is hard. It is, especially. I don't watch a ton of TV, but when I do, I like. I kind of get into it. But uh, there's a documentary and a film that I saw two years uh, this year. The first one was uh, the Travis Scott documentary, um, kind of how he came to make his album Astro World, 
obviously his daughter being born, Kylie Jenner, uh, just, just kind of getting a more deep dive into his life. Now, I've, I've actually followed Travis Scott since about 2010, 2011, like when he kind of first hit the scene. So to kind of see his growth, the reason I relate to that so much is because of where I'm at. And I think about the people that have supported me and where I could be in the next seven, eight years. So to see someone who you follow kind of gives you that inspiration. Just keep going. You get what I'm saying? You just, you never know where you'll end up. And he's kind of on top of the game right now. The second um, uh, film was this movie called Unhinged with, uh, I think it's, uh, was it Russell Crowe that played that? I think it was Russell Crowe. But he plays this, uh, this guy who he is a road rager. And this lady, she messed with the wrong one that day. She honked her horn at him. He wasn't having it. He just made her life a living hell for like 24 hours. And that movie, like, so I'm not a road rage person myself, but I'm definitely not going to be now. Like they, they talk about this thing in the movie called a courtesy honk. I'm going to do that from here on out. It's just like when you go beep, beep. It, but some people, when you don't pull off on a red light, they'll like honk the horn, like beep, don't do that. Do not do that. That will piss people off. Just give them a little tap, tap. And then they should go. So yeah, he just he goes all he goes off on a tangent this whole movie. And I'm I'm telling you, he he f's her life up. So oh, those man. those are two films I saw or documentary That's, in a film. It sounds kind of horrifying actually because it's it, so it's realistic. Good. <laughs> it sounds it's a little realistic. realistic. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you That's, do you give the the flash of the lights before the the courtesy honk? <laughs> uh, no, because that might piss them off too. I just do the courtesy Ooh, okay. honk. Yeah, just the courtesy yeah. honk. And I it. didn't know about that before the movie, but luckily I've always been kind of just a more chill person, so yeah. I'll just kind of do that anyway. But now I know what that is. Yep. Yeah, road rage. How about is you, Albert? I want, I want to hear Albert's. What, what, yeah, yeah. What's yours? <laughs> um, well, I I have to admit I'm a um, a little bit of a um, culture vulture type of guy. I'm reading five books at a time. I'm watching new films, old films, uh, classic films, uh, everything. Um, so I'd never stop. I mean, music is just, it's over the top. Um, I would give a special shout out. Just last night, I saw um, a show called, uh, a, a film, an Italian film called Martin Eden. And it's an interesting, really interesting uh, uh, film because it's actually uh, Jack London is a famous American author. He wrote uh, a book that you guys might have read, uh, Call of the Wild, maybe, maybe, mm -hmm. or a movie, Call of the Wild. Mm -hmm. He was famous for writing stories about rugged people going to, like, the, you know, the, to the Arctic and, and having really hard uh, adventures. And he, he was one of the great adventure writers of the early 20th century. And he wrote uh, a book called uh, Martin Eden, and it's set in San Francisco, and it's about, in, in the early 20th century, 1909, it's um, about a, a man of uh, limited means, poverty, who is obviously natively intelligent, who kind of just has an urge to grow and learn and become a great writer. And he meets this family and this woman who's from the uh, upper class, and he has troubles fitting in with the upper class, even though he's very intelligent. Um, and, um, eventually through all his hard work, you're going to relate to this. He becomes a very famous writer and his books start selling like crazy. And when people come out of the woodworks, including the woman he was so in love with and are like showering him with like, Oh my God, you're so great. Like, I, I love you. My God, I want to be with you. And he's just like, 
geez, you, you people were disgusting. Like you had no use for me before. Right, right. And he is so, you know, he becomes a political activist. He becomes a, a labor leader, but he, he becomes so dis, disillusioned by behavior that he doesn't have a happy ending. I'm not going to tell you what happened. Anyway, this Italian director takes this uh, movie from, uh, uh, this setting from California and relocates it to more contemporary, not exactly contemporary, but somewhere in, in Italy in the mid 20th century. And so it's an Italian director setting in a different place with a similar story. And it was just, you know, for me, I just, this Jack London is one of my hero writers. I've always wanted, he was one of the writers that made me want to be a writer. So seeing how they updated it, the style of the filming is very 70s Italian cinema. Um, anyway, it was, it was pressing every one of my buttons. I was sitting with my bourbon last night, sitting on my, I was having a grand old time. And it was cool too, because I was watching an art film that would have been in an art house movie theater that I was watching through a website where you order the film and it helps the art house film uh, theater uh, in your neighborhood while they can't, because of COVID, they're not showing films. So it's actually also helping. It's called, Mar I think it's called Kino Marquee. So that was great. That, was, uh, that film rocked my world because it, it touched a lot of uh, buttons from when I was young, discovering how much I loved literature. Um, Anyway, I also like Queen's Gambit is a very oh, good... Oh, yeah, I just finished that as well. Yeah. That, that is a deeper series than meets the eye. I wanna, and I, and know, I love chess, so I really, uh, I really re it really resonated with me. Seriously? Are you, like, a, good at chess? Uh, I would say scale of 1 to 10, I'm about a 6 and a half, 7. I'm, 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 I'm okay. I, okay. I know, I know how the pieces move. Actually, oh, but six, six or seven <laughs> out of ten is actually that means you're skilled. Uh, no, let, let's take it down. Let's go five. Let's go five. five and a half. <laughs> well, I don't know if you picked up on this, but there was a uh, you know I was like thinking, oh my god, there was this great woman chess champion back then that I didn't know about, and then I was like, no, there wasn't. And what I real and there was a you know a gay character, a prominent gay character in the film, and then it was. There's a prominent African-American woman in the film. And I was like, this is like magical realism. They're imagining and putting some, a setting that would not have existed. And those were the lead characters. And that was genius. I'm not sure if I made that all up, but I thought that that was a like revisionist way for a younger people to be watching and not just seeing a bunch, bunch of white dudes yeah, uh, which is all you would. Which, which seen. is yeah, which is as scenes. That's exactly what you see. Um, but input, you know, th this is this is how it probably was, and and it could be. Yep, loved it. Absolutely yeah, loved that it. Was my amazing. sister, I'm gonna give a shout out to my sister, who's very good at turning me on to good. She turned me on to several good uh, shows in the past. So that takes us to um, the next one. Maybe this is the uh, this is one of the big ones. Um, what do, do you think there's something that you learned about yourself this past year um, because of the challenge of the pandemic? Was there something that you think really you would not have learned be, uh, without the pandemic? Uh, I, what I would say is the pandemic helped reassure something about myself and is that I'm resilient. Um, if I have a goal and I want to do something, I'll pretty much do whatever I have to do to do it. You know, like I'm you know, of course, that's what's in the means of like, you know, legality and everything. But I'm just a, I'm just a very driven person. I really am. If, if I if I set a goal and I, I talk to myself and I say, hey, this is what you want, 
Um, and I think that was instilled in me from my mother too. I, you know, gr growing up watching single mother, watching her work two, three jobs. Um, she just, and you know, not having the best relationship with our family. She just, she just refused to, I guess the, the way to put it is she just refused to be a loser. She just refused to succumb to the pressure and not step up to the plate and do what's necessary, or at least put it all out there, put out a hundred percent. So I would say the pandemic definitely showed me that I'm resilient and I'm, I'm pretty much not going to let anything stop me. You know, unless God takes it from me, uh, I'm going to go out there every day. Wow. Did you, did your mom happen to hear the first podcast appearance that you did? Did you share it with her? Uh, I, I think she heard some of it, but, um, I don't think she heard the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's got to be proud. So mom's out there. So she's got to be real proud of her son. And you've got, I mean, obviously from what you just said, you're grinning and you have a beautiful smile on right now. Your, your mom, it was a, a great example in your life. So that's, that's awesome. That's related actually, because I was going to ask you to give a shout out. That was a quite, I wanted you to give a shout out to someone who made a, a difference for you this year. Obviously your mom, your mom gets a special shout out, but was there, is there someone else you want to give a little shout out to and say, this person uh, helped you, taught you something. I love shout outs. I think it's of really, I don't think we give enough shout outs in our society. Yeah. I was, uh, I kept to give a shout out to, um, her name is Shaniqua. She is, um, she's my lady. She's my best friend. She's my, 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 my support system. Um, she lives with me. She's here at the apartment. I moved my new apartment. She lives with me. And, um, man, she's just, she's just there for anything I need her for. And, uh, I, I can't say enough good things about her. I, I really, really can't. And she, she's, behind, she's so, she's so much behind the scenes. No one will ever know that it's her behind a lot of things, but they always say you need that one person and she's that one person for me. How long have you guys been together? Um, it's three years now. Yeah. About three years. Sounds like a love connection to me. <laughs> <laughs> a little over three years now we actually met when i was off social media i used to work at best buy and uh that's how we met and she left and um i stayed and then we just uh we just we kept i, I moved from i was in maryland at the time moved from maryland over here to washington and um then she moved to arizona and then she recently moved up here to washington so we're no longer long distance but she's she's amazing she deserves a shout out I did see, looking through your feet, I saw some beautiful shots from Arizona. So were, you were visiting your, yeah. your, your lady down there? <laughs> yeah. The desert, the desert's a special place. It is. It really, really is. Yep. Especially Sedona. Sedona's amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You been, Adam? Yeah, my, my uncle has a place out there. Um, just uh, just being being out there. And then I lived in Albuquerque as well, too, So and Los Angeles. So lots of, lots of desert southwest action going on there. But... Yeah, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful little spot. Um, one thing I kind of want to bring up is the the long distance relationship, um, and I, you know, my my wife and I had one for for quite some time um, before we got married, and um, you know, a, a lot of people don't don't experience that actually. That's that's kind of a, a newer newer thing going on. Um, do you think that helped you, like? Uh, in your relationship right now is being apart um, with like, kind of like the way you communicate and you know, the way, the way you talk with each other then um, does that kind of help you out uh, in any way now? Of course. Um, what long distance shows, if anything is one of you two are compatible because the communication just has, to, it has to be good. You have to have communication. And um, if you can, I, I don't know if it's, it's tolerate one another, but 
Maybe that is maybe that is the yeah, way to it say might it. Be the right yeah, one. <laughs> I always say, can you tolerate one another? Um, and it, it just it just takes the ultimate amount of trust. I've also seen my mother, my my stepdad is in the military. He's been in the military for eighteen years, and he's been on. I think this year was his fourth or fifth deployment. Uh, and at one time, I was on deployment, and my stepdad was. So he was going for nine months. I was going for nine months, and my mom was all alone. So I guess subconsciously, I'm already used to that. And I'm all, again, I'm a self-motivated person. I'm okay with being alone. So long distance doesn't really bother me. You know, there was even times her and I had, didn't see each other for two or three months and it, it just wasn't an issue. It just, I'm busy, she's busy. Like we, I, I, let's add that as a third thing too. Like you have to have a life. You have to have some hobbies. You have to have friends. You have to work. You have to be worried about your own happiness, your own purpose, your own path, and not be so dependent on another person for your happiness. And then a the long distance can work. You know, you that this the extra space might actually be good for you because it allows you to focus on what you're doing, but still also know that you have someone there that has your back that you can talk to at the end of the day. You can share your your successes and failures with. So um yeah, that'll be my piece on that. I was gonna add that what you just said about you need to have your own life is very, very true when you're sharing a, a space and living together. Um it's a really great, powerful thing. To you be able to just say, hey, go do your thing. I'll do mine. I'll see you later and we'll, we'll go watch a movie or we'll go do whatever. But this whole idea that we're like, you know, you're in a relationship and every single thing has to pass through that prism is just too much. You know, that, that space is really healthful, I think, for growth and keeping it, keeping it fresh. Um, anyway, that's, that's really cool. Well, good for you. And do and, uh, you think we'll ever see her in your feed or it'll never happen? Has she ever been? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, no. Um, again, she prefers to be behind the scenes, and um, you know, th this is my path, and what I'm doing, it it doesn't have to cross paths unless it needs to, right? And um, so she's okay with um, just not being so much in the forefront, and uh, of course, I'm okay with being. It actually works perfect because I'm always in front of the camera. She's a person that's behind the camera, so it, it just works. You know, is she actually taking your pictures? She takes a lot of them. She does. Oh, <laughs> she takes, yeah, she takes a lot of them. That's, that's a nice little thing to have in a relationship. Absolutely. That's why I said it's, I, when, I, when I tell people I'm blessed, I really am because you, 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 have, you have a creative vision. Um, you have the means to put it out there and you have the means to make it happen. You know, and I, I have all of those things. So I'm blessed. I have no complaints. And it's just about how bad how like what what is my goal and how far am i willing to go or take it you know what i mean so well i guess for people you know out there we all have um, varying levels of of focus and follow through and i think that that's th those are the tough ones to come by um i have i have a lot of kind of raw raw energy I'm always energetic. I, I mean, it's midnight and I'm like, I'm not even close <laughs> to slowing down. And I want to, and I, and I yeah. try meditating and I work out and I just have a lot of energy. Um, I was able to channel it a lot towards my, my, my career. Mm -hmm. And I've been doing 35 years of promoting music. So my career has been very successful, but there's personal creative stuff that I do find hard to, to focus on. I really want to focus more in my writing. And a lot of times I just don't do as much writing as I should or whatever. So, or play the piano or any number of things that are actual creating something, you know, creating, creating is a really powerful activity. You know, an a good Instagram feed is a creation. It's, yeah. it's, 
if you actually think about it and are trying to put value into it, it's, it is creative. But um, for me, the challenge is always focus. It's like we had our, that, our buddy Michael Chernow on earlier. And I just watched his feed and I'm like, the guy is ripped. He's up at five in the morning. <laughs> He's like, I'm just looking and I'm like, holy shit, the focus is. It's ridiculous. It's, it's a different type of focus. And you're a type of focus. You have like this serenity for, for a person who's, you're saying like you're very driven and you're very determined, but you also, you exude serenity. And that is, that's a, that's a brilliant combination. You know, you're, you have no frantic energy about you. Maybe they maybe when the camera's off, but, but when I see you, you just look like you're gliding on the, just in a beautiful way through life. And, uh, you know, working your ass off. So clearly you're working your ass off. My brother, my, my little brother and sister sees my crazy energy because I'm always beating them up. I'm, I'm, that, I'm that big brother where when I see you, <laughs> we're going to play fight. I'm going to throw you around. I'm going to talk trash to you. And um, I would say uh, 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 people that are around me, when I, when I drink, I don't get rowdy, but I just get fun. I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very fun drunk to be around. And uh, um, yeah, but for for like ninety five percent of the day, I'm pretty. I'm just pretty relaxed and chill. But I'm I'm a very intense person when it comes to my passions. I do have a passion for working out. Um, I have a passion, obviously, for creating content for social media, and um, I would say I have a passion for my family, you know, and friends too. Like I would, I'd do anything for them, you know. Would if if I, I always say if I have it, you got it, you know. If I don't have it, I'll find a way to get it for you. You know, being friends with Rashad is clearly something that we all aspire to. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, like, I'm waiting for like when it's like your Hollywood enterprises and you've got like millions of followers. And I'm like oh, the old man. dude with the martinis like, oh, yeah, Rashad invited me out here and he told me I could sit by his pool. I want to be uh, drunk. I'm going to be like, that, that's my guy. Let him in. Let Albert in. Come on. <laughs> and whoever he's with, let him in. Come on. Oh, I totally <laughs> love that. Uh, okay, so let's. Uh, my, the last question from the quiz is just something specific you would like to uh, achieve in 2021. Is there a particular thing? Is there a place you want to go or someone you want to meet or just something specific that might be really exciting for 2021? I hate to keep harping back on social media, but I would love to get verified in 2021. Um, huh? Yeah, that, that, that would be amazing. That would be just another, um, uh, what's the word I used before? Milestone? Uh, yeah, yeah, like another milestone. Just that, hey, you're doing a good job. Keep doing what you're doing. You know, just segue real quick. Social media is so subjective. It's so subjective. You know what I mean? Like, and it's one of those things too where it's, it's subjective to a point, right? You get to a point where then you have so much support that people just automatically see you create a vision. They just automatically like what you do, whatever you put out. But, in, but until you get there, you have to not care about what anyone else thinks. You just have to put out your, your, the love of what you're doing and you hope that people will see it and appreciate it. So um, yeah, getting verified would definitely be like that. Uh, you know, Rashad, keep going, man. You're doing good and you're making a difference. And um, yeah, I would say getting verified. Yeah, you, the, the word you used before was, was recognition. And I, I know exactly what you're saying there because I've, I've worked in my field forever and I am very passionate about music and about you know it, it absolutely is my my first love and my most important love and this year you know we got a little recognition from my company um you know and i was just like i i didn't want to admit it but after it happened i'm like damn i started a company 20 years ago and we made like a a list of like a forbes list they picked our company and said we That's were amazing like, 
in the top 200. All right. I just bragged. I'm sorry. I just, but (laughs) I got to say just for that moment, I'm like, there was no plan. There was no, I got, it was totally just me doing it. And I, I, I want to say, I don't care and who cares I'm doing, but that recognition, especially in a tough year when it was a really hard year and we had a lot of dislocation at work and I had to, I had to down, down, uh, scale my office. We had to move to a small office. I had to take a pay cut. Uh, we had to give pay cuts to our employees in a shitty year. And in a couple of times where we actually looked at the tea leaves and we're like, we might go out of business. Mm. So for, when the, as the year ended with with us getting this little recognition, I was like, "Damn, I needed that. It yeah. really felt good. I didn't want it to feel so good, but it did feel so good. Felt good. And I thought after you get over like twenty five thousand, you're automatically verified. Like, there's a process. Do you have to do something? Uh, Hundred thousand followers. Like- <laughs> so you need um you need to be published, right? So you need to have some like uh, notable public, 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 was it publications? So like uh, if, if Vogue wrote an article about me or Forbes or someone, no um, shit. I didn't know and that. then you, what also helps you to a lot of people don't know this is people that copycat your profile. Like if you're someone like me and who is quote unquote, a public figure, um, people that make copycat profiles and try to act like you or, or, um, oh, I see. Impose, yeah, imposes you. So, uh, those, so you things. can't lobby for it or request it or anything like that. It just happens. You can, you, you can, you can apply for it, but when you apply for it, you have to have like those 10, like some tangible. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. 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 Got it. Yeah. Hey, we're learning Adam. We are learning so much. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but what, what you, what you just explained Albert about, you know, the 20 years and getting that recognition. It's funny. Whenever I watch movies like that, movies like pursuit of happiness and those movies make me cry because I, I understand when you say like 20 years, that's like, I don't know how many days that is, but that's a lot of days where 60, you're just thousand days. I think, right. Oh like, my God. I think where it's 60,000 days where you're just day in and day out, you know, even on your days off, you're thinking about work and you know, it, it, it makes you be like, it, you know, 20 years, it makes it all worth it. You know, it makes it all worth it. And I really resonate with that. For me, I don't, I don't care how long it would take. Whatever my goal is, if I reach that goal after seven or eight years, I would like to think, okay, cool, I, I can die happy now. I did. I fulfilled my purpose. Dude, in 20 years, you're going to have like a big studio and you're going to have just like, <laughs> such, I mean, you're going to be so badass. It's going to be ridiculous. And I'll only be 78. So when I show up at your like big 20th anniversary party for something, I'm going to be like the oldest dude you've ever invited to a party. Well, you know how I'm going to introduce you guys. I'm going to say these guys here gave me my first podcast. Did these guys right here. Yeah. Were, were we the first though? You guys are the first podcast that I yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, oh, I been, dude. I, been, I had been asked to get on some podcasts, but it, you know, then follow through where they weren't as serious about it. But uh, yeah, this, this is my first. Now, now twice. My first two podcasts have been with you guys, and I enjoy this. I, I really, really do. So I look forward to doing this more in, in the future. Well, I, I absolutely know that anyone who's listening is going to feel energized, inspired. You're, you're an, uh, an uplifting human being in, in every way. I'm just going to also just say, I love turtlenecks, and I'm noticing you have a very fine turtleneck on. What is the, <laughs> material, what is the material on that turtleneck? Is that a, it looks like it might be cashmere. No, this one is merino wool. Um, this one is from Zara. Zara has great turtlenecks. 
Um, and actually, I'm going to be shopping for some more heavier ones because it's winter time. So my go-to place is J. Crew and Banana Republic. I love those stores. I did just get a J. Crew cashmere sweater. I have a it weird. Feels so I think good. it's so good. <laughs> I, I, I might have a wool allergy. Somebody told me because uh, if I put on uh, anything but really soft cashmere wool, my neck turns like flame red. It's mm. awful. So I'm kind of bummed because those really rugged like sailor sweaters, if yeah, they're yeah. heavy wool scratch my my body right off and let's just talk about the hat just tell us a little bit about this unbelievable yeah. hat where did you get that hat nice and clearly tell us the name so people out there can hear what it is because that's a killer hat of course so this this hat here is from goren bros um it's called the the colonel pierce and um it's like a just kind of a neutral brown color i guess it's not necessarily camel i would call it like a uh, it's not chocolate either it's, it's like a light brown color very versatile. Um, you can add a feather in it if you like to. I probably, I probably will order some feathers. And um, it's just, I call it a, a icing on the cake. You know, you can have a really, really nice outfit, um, neck to toe. But if you want to add, you know, the the head to toe in there, then the perfect kind of headwear is is what's needed. And I've I've been this hat has been that for me. That's what I'll say. I've ordered. I have a black one on the way into it. It'll be here next week. And um, this will kind of be, I guess, my trademark thing going forward. Was that your first fedora or did you have one before? I had one before uh, from a brand, I think it was called King and Fifth. And uh, it's just not as, it's just not as quality as this one. This hat costs, you know, $250. So if you're going to spend money on a hat like that, you better wear it and you better wear it good and you better make it count. So this is definitely an investment piece for me. It really fits your your face. I mean, it just you know, it looks like it's exactly the right size. There's just enough for you peeking out from it. It's not too much hat, not too little hat. It's a it's a damn fine hat. We're gonna ask you to send us a picture of you in that hat <laughs> for, sure. for our for our preview post. Um, we're we're coming up almost on an hour. It's like five minutes to seven. I mean, you guys, either one of you want to do any closing thoughts or. Um, just yeah. the best, Rashad. You're just an awesome guest. You totally energize me up. I'm smiling yeah. the whole time, and um, I'm just glad I know you. Absolutely, uh, um, Adam. Go ahead. I've been I've been talking yeah, yeah. too much. <laughs> uh, well, here's here's a funny thing that that I kind of saw during the conversation is, um, you know, Rashad. When, whenever you talk about you know your passions and the things you want, like they're they're you as a person. Like you want to become this person, and you're driven to be that person, and Albert's over there talking about, yeah, well, I should, I should play some piano sometime. You know, <laughs> he's like, he's not really saying I want to be a pianist. You oh, know? I got you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit different and, you know, I get it. You know, I, I play guitar and, you know, sometimes I don't want to practice guitar and I haven't <laughs> done it in a while. Um, but still like, you know, I love guitar it, uh, and I, I'm always working on music and I, I see myself as a musician. You know, I, I love making music no matter the genre. It's just, you know, it's something that comes out of me. Um, and, and that's very inspiring just hearing your story and just, you know, having you explain that, you know, this is who you are as a person. Um, it's, you know, beyond the goal, it's beyond what you like write down on a piece of paper or like a firm saying in the morning, it's, that's who you are as a person. And that's who you identify as, is you want to be a voice, you want to be a fashion icon and, you know, you generally care about connecting with people. And, you know, just like you said, Travis Scott, I mean, He's huge because he has such a great relationship with his fans. It's yeah, out of does. control like that. It, like he brought, you know, 
I think like artist fan relationship to a whole new spin on it. Um, and, and that's why he's such a huge, huge name. It's because his, his connection with his fans and all the collaborations he does. And that's something that's just so inspiring. And I think um, one thing that I really take away from this conversation is you embody your goal, you embody your passion. And, and that's a part of your personality. That's a part of who you are as a person. Um, and, and that's why you're getting these results. That's why you're at this level that you're at is because it's who you are. It's not just, you know, it's something you write down. Uh, it's something you live out every single day. So I just wanted to say thank you, um, obviously for coming on, but, um, for just inspiring and just being that person because you really are making that change and it's awesome to see. And I've loved seeing the evolution of it, man. It's, it's, it's fun. It's fun from an outside view, man. (laughs) You know, for me, just you guys inviting me on the show, you know, just shows how much you guys, um, support what I do. And that, 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 that's enough for me, you know, just the invite onto the show, I'm happy to do it. Uh, I try to do this as best I can every single time we do it. And um, I want to thank you guys again. But before I go, I do have a question for both of you. Um, Best denim brands. You guys both do the denim jackets. uh, And and more specifically, um, I guess like raw denim. What would you guys uh, suggest I I give a try to? Now, you guys know I go with more of the fitted look too for, Mm -hmm. for jeans. So, But I know I'm okay with you know, raw denim being a little more of a looser fit because I know that's just, that's just more the vibe with them. So if you guys could shed some light on some brands for me, that'd be amazing. Man, I'm easy. Everyone knows what I'm going to say even before I say it, but Ironheart for me, I love them. Um, The construction quality is out of this world. Um, You know, you're going to get a piece for a lifetime every time you you invest there. So um, yeah, Ironheart for me. And they have, uh, very uh, tapered cuts to the the looser fit, so you'll find exactly what you want. Okay. Yeah. Over time, it seems like they've added more tapered stuff to the mix. Mm-hmm. And Adam uh, recommended my first pair of salvage denim jeans was at Ironheart, and I mm-hmm. I picked up those Ironhearts. And uh, twenty one ounce denim is kind of he- heavy. It's not the heaviest, mm-hmm. but it's pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, if you're into the fades, if you like that fade, the just the incredible variety of the fades they they really fade beautifully it takes a little bit but then all of a sudden it's like wow these look great i also like a trim look um i think um i like my rogue territory uh, stantons um those i think you would rock pretty hard um that they're they just look great i like the fades on those they're they're they fit me really well it's vanity size, so I feel like I'm skinny. Um, I just, uh, I think you, you could fit in anything, but uh, I think Rogue Territory uh, Stantons would be a good pick. Okay, good pick for you too. Got that think, down. Um, what else do I have that's on the the slide? I got a, a couple side. more. Um, yeah, be a please. So, so for like kind of like standout newcomer brand, I like uh, No Branded On. Um, they're an Indonesian company. No uh, they do on. some really fun textures and some more wilder things. Um, a company that takes it to that whole another level would be Naked and Famous. Um, Naked and Famous. Yeah, like yes. glow-in-the-dark denim. Um, they had like scratch-and-sniff denim. Um, but they also do, I would say like if I'm going to buy, buy like a true pair of like raw, raw jeans, I'd probably go for them. Um, I actually bought a couple buddies um, a pair of uh, <laughs> jeans so they could like get into it. That, that's my uh, Hanukkah gift this year to a couple of my close friends. And um, yeah, I, I think they're really cool. 
Uh, and then again, you know, one of like the classic names in there, Nudie, uh, is a lot of fun, and they have uh, some fun stuff to fade and really easy to wear. Yeah, I just I just got my own uh, first pair of nudies, and they do have a zipper fly. My my, uh, I have the lean deans. So if you're not into zipper fly, that might be an issue. They have a tiny little bit of give. It seems like they have a little tiny extra whatever that uh, material is that they have in there. But they they do fade really well. Like the people who have them, they look really really great. But we know you're going to look amazing in any pair of denim that you get. So you'll have to come on next time. You're we're you're invited whenever you want to come on and you have time. <laughs> just come on the show. So absolutely, you're uh, just it's just great to see you, dude. It's great to see you guys too, and thank you for this list too, man. I'm excited. I'm, I might order a pair today. I definitely, um, I, yeah, I want a nice pair of raw denim. Um, I want them. So I guess you have to buy them a little longer too, so you can roll them up. I like that really thick roll that you do, Albert. Oh, I'm, I've been rolling, yeah. I've been rolling my jeans since like junior high school. I, yeah. It is so funny. Cause when I was a kid, everybody made fun of me. What's with the high water pants. And I'm like, it's just, I'm a cool dude. I got yeah, cool. That's just the vibe. <laughs> yeah. I have, I normally, I have actually fairly short legs. I'm like a 30 inseam mm-hmm. and I've, I've been getting 34 inseam. So you can roll. Uh, so I could do a, a really significant cuff. So glad you told me. That. Okay. Cool. Yeah. What I need to buy. How tall are you, by the way? You can't tell. Instagram is completely impossible to know anything about people's sizes. How tall are you? So I'll tell the truth. On a, a, on a normal day, I'm about six one and three quarters, six one and a half. But on a good day, if I wake up and and I just went to the chiropractor and I got a line, I'm six two. <laughs> okay that's an impress that's an impressive height yeah, yeah. i'm a i'm a dumpy 510 just <laughs> adam, and adam is what like you're taller than me adam you're surprisingly you're another one i'm, like, I'm smack dab in the middle you know I, I normal height you know five eleven three quarters can't beat that but yeah. you know you yeah. know when i stand up straight also yeah, known I'm six solid six. <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say you definitely tell people i was six feet absolutely well, I hope you round you, up there. <laughs> I hope both of you very fine gentlemen have a beautiful evening ahead. Best way I could have spent a Saturday evening was hanging with two of my favorite dudes right here. So thanks, gents. Over to you, Adam. Yeah. So I, I got to say the same thing. Thank you, guys. It's been a pleasure this evening, and uh, I love the conversation. This has been another episode of the Beer, Vulnerabilis Beer Podcast. I'm Adam Glinsky. I'm Albert Imperato. And I'm Rashad Little. Thank you for listening. Thank you.